Defenders podcast, the fan podcast about the Marvel Netflix series. I'm Claire. And I'm Tammy. Woo! And <laughs> uh, it's just us two this week, as uh, unfortunately our um, our guest for this week, uh, Connor, wasn't able to join us. Yeah. So I feel very sad about it. Um, it was too short notice to get someone else, really, um, to cover. So it's just you and me, Tammy. Sounds, do you wanna, sounds okay. I mean, you know. We you know, we'd be a good team up. So do you want to be uh do you wanna be Frank or Micro? Um I'll, oh I micro, especially after <laughs> this episode. But do you mean you wanna wear the same dressing gown for a year? Oh, I would really smell, <laughs> but then I wouldn't be killing people, so there's, Apart there's from that. from the smell, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, sometimes I like people to leave me alone. This could actually work out in my favor. Yeah, that's true. All right, I'll be frank. I guess <laughs> go around killing people because yeah. I mean, I'm a notoriously violent person, Tammy. I don't know if you uh, know this. It's true. I've met you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, cool. So we are doing two episodes this week, as always. Um, we're covering episodes 10 and 11 of The Punisher Season 1. But before that, got a little bit of news, Tammy. Sounds good. Do it. Only a little bit. Not too much this oh. week. It's a very quiet week, uh, news and um, Easter egg-wise. Uh, but uh, one thing I wanted to mention to our lovely listeners was that I put a request out um, on Facebook and Twitter for guests for Jessica Jones, um, Season 2, which is starting in March. And the response has been amazing. It's been a bit overwhelming, Lo- actually. Yeah. A <laughs> lot of people wanting to um, record for Jessica Jones. A lot of Jessica Jones fans out there. So that's awesome. Uh, what it means is um, we may do a, a couple more extra episodes than we have for The Punisher. So we might cover the season finale or the last two episodes separately as well just so we can squeeze sort of as many guests in as possible um what i'm going to do though is because there are so many i will be doing on a randomizer so we'll sort of have to do that but we will have a backup list as well um but just there's been so many people requesting it and and it's really exciting like someone just didn't see the message until like a day after you posted because i swear like every spot would have already been taken so yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, I think every spot would have been taken in, like, the first couple of hours. <laughs> it was crazy. <laughs> my list, I ran out of room um, on the list that I have in my um, in my journal where I list it, because I do everything, you know, with pen and paper. And uh, then I had to draw a little arrow to the next page <laughs> and carry <laughs> on the list. <laughs> it was kind of crazy. Uh, so in other news, I saw a interesting little... Uh, quote because <laughs> very little quote um on comicbookmovies.com which is uh from a recent interview with john bernthal and basically i'm going to read it to you okay. just because it kind of made me laugh and made me like john bernthal even more which says so this is the the actual article it's quite short so the punisher is definitely a complex character but it's very clear that he has zero qualms about murdering anyone he deems to have had it coming It was probably always inevitable that such a violent anti-hero would become an inspiration for certain groups of unsavoury individuals. And sure enough, Frank Castle's skull symbol was spotted on the shoulders of alt-right protesters at the recent white supremacy rally in Charlottesville, um, Virginia. Was it Virginia? Yeah. While While chatting to Esquire magazine, John Bernthal was asked for his thoughts on this and gave a succinct but very effective response. Fuck him. (laughs) 
<laughs> I was like, good for you, John Bernthal. It's more than what our so, president yeah. said about them, so there you go. Oh, yeah, exactly. Um, but it does say, Bernthal doesn't feel the same way about the U.S. armed forces in Iraq sporting the symbol, however, telling the mag that he feels honoured to play a guy who people putting their life on the line identify with. I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> yeah, well... I like the first part, John Burfell. I, yeah, I don't know. Particularly after this episode. Yeah. Which we'll get into. Yeah. yeah. Yes, it's kind of it, Frank unleashed in this episode. Yeah, I was going to say that that was it, episode 11 was very difficult to get through. Yeah. Oh, I think they both were because, I mean, any any time there's stuff with Lewis, I find it really hard yeah. to watch. But he dies, so I was pretty excited. Don't don't see him die, Tammy, do you? Well, you kind of do. Yeah, I think we kind of see him blow up. Like, I swear, like, that's (laughs) his blood all over the door. It's kind of in teeny tiny pieces. His blood and guts. (laughs) We see a lot of guts in episode 11 as well. Uh, Yeah. So, uh, time to get into these episodes. So, episode 10, Virtue of the Vicious which is a really weird name for an episode. It's, yeah. I think it feels really clunky. Um, Virtue, for the, of the, uh, Virtue of the Vicious was written by Ken Christen... I can't speak, so... Was written by Ken Christensen and directed by Jim O'Hanlon. And synopsis is, an attack on a higher-profile politician is examined and re-examined through different perspectives and Madani faces a painful truth. And episode 11 is Danger Close and was written by Felicia D. Henderson and directed by Kevin Hooks. And the synopsis is, as danger knocks on Sarah's door, Frank takes his quest for vengeance to the next level with some help from an unexpected ally. Who's the unexpected ally? Uh, I don't know. Let's see, yeah. in the second episode? Yeah. Well, he technically meets up with Madani at the end. I guess. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> uh, I was just thinking... It wasn't stupid Zach who actually was the problem. <laughs> oh, don't get me started. I have so many notes on Zach. <laughs> See, I think if Elizabeth was here again this week, she would be ranting about Zach some more because... Yeah. Oh, he's just the worst. So, um, <laughs> he's the worst. Let's start with Frank. In my notes, Frank is green because I have colour-coordinated <laughs> notes this week, as nice. I told Tammy. Um, <laughs> exactly. So I think the first time we see Frank is when he rings Billy in the first episode. Yeah. And tells him that Lewis is coming after Ori and tells him to smuggle the senator out. Yep. And Billy's like, uh, yeah, totally. And then he's like, ha, not really. Pulls <laughs> <laughs> <Twirls> his moustache. <laughs> Now, Tammy, I've got an early question for you. Okay. We mentioned last week that this episode was like the Rashomon episode, and they mentioned on Den of Geek that they feel that this was, um, you know, a strong example as to why these shows should be less episodes, so be about 10 episodes instead. Yeah. What do you think, sort of, overall? Um, I actually really like this episode. I like the way it was done. I, I like episodes where we see all these different points of view and it's only like, you know, the whole event really takes place over, let's say an hour, two hours best. Like it's not an all day thing, but to be able to just see this very specific moment 
from all these different perspectives, I think is fun. I wouldn't want like every episode of a show to be like this, but I think that this is a good way to break up what I feel like <laughs> this show has been like emotionally a drag, mm-hmm. you know? So I, I think this was the way the story was told was a good way of um, breaking it up. Yeah. I, I think it was pretty fast moving. Yeah. Um, and it, it does reveal some stuff, you know, some lasting stuff. Like, obviously, um, Madani and Frank find out about Billy. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we maybe could have cut out a couple of the um, repeats of scenes. But uh, that's yeah. about it. I mean, uh, you know, that's not a major criticism. That's no. the only thing I can and, think of, you know. And And I like that. it's not like it's the same scene just from a different angle. It's really the same scene from a completely different point of view. Mm -hmm. So I I was okay with seeing it. I mean, and then you've got things like, I love the fact that we get this scene with the Senator doing one thing. And then we find out that that's not what happened (laughs) at all. Like going, I'll get get help. Goodbye. (laughs) Yeah, Which is what I would do. So it's not like I'm blaming the guy. Like I'm, somebody's got a gun and I have a chance to run out. Like, I'm out. I'm not a hero. I'm not here to save you. Like, oh, no, Tammy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Write nice, down in your journal. Cause <laughs> nice to know you'll throw me under the bus. If we're ever attacked at defenders tower. Oh. <laughs> if we're attacked at defenders tower and none of the defenders are there to save me, you should not be looking at me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh. uh, but yeah, so the, so I thought like, Seeing that scene specifically, it just was so funny to me. I'm like, mm-hmm. what a chicken. I mean, <laughs> same chicken that I would be, but still chicken. <laughs> Us chickens recognize each other. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Um, yeah, and I think, like, the first time we see Frank in action is when it's Ori's version of the story. So he and Lewis come in together yeah. and shoot the guys and um this is when the senator runs for help but frank like comes in and and runs after the senator to try and shoot him doesn't he yeah yeah that's like the first time we see him in action no yeah <laughs> it was interesting because of the way the story was told it's like we really didn't get a lot of frank until mm. i thought pretty far in i mean yeah. we got like scenes of him here and there but really nothing substantial yeah, until sort of the um, the whole thing on the stairwell. Yeah. You don't get much of him at all, yeah. Um, because when we see, I think it's Karen's version yes. later, this is when, <laughs> this did make me laugh. <laughs> I don't know if it should have. But when <laughs> Lewis is shooting, um, about to shoot Karen and Ori, and Frank leaps in front of them really dramatically to take the bullets. I don't know why, but I really laughed. Yeah, yeah. it looked like he was he was like, playing a game of, of football or soccer, Tammy, yeah. and like leaping <laughs> to stop a, cut, a ball going to the goal. It is it interesting me. Though, to see like Frank through her eyes. Mm. Yeah, he's I, so heroic. I know because it's mm. not like we get Frank's story necessarily. You know, we're just seeing everything kind of happen until the stairwell scene. We just see his stuff happening through other mm. people. And so who knows how it really went down because yeah you know which which is kind of interesting it's probably a mix of all the above you know yeah we don't we only get 
uh, one version of the story uh, when it's down in the kitchen, which yes. is Karen's version, obviously, because we can't get Lewis's or Frank's. So, and you know, Karen, yeah, as you said. I mean, most... Yeah, and Karen thinks Frank is this big hero. So, this As we say in the UK, Karen thinks Frank is the dog's bollocks. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's it that's a compliment Tammy in oh, England okay. <laughs> I don't know why dogs bollocks aren't exactly nice but if you want to compliment something Tammy like a nice meal you go out for no, a nice meal and stop. you say please tell the chef that that was the dog's bollocks <laughs> I can't, I'm not saying that <laughs> Bruce I don't know if I believe that or not <laughs> I swear it's true I would not lie. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> so um, I like yeah. Frank using um, one of the anvil soldiers as a human shield. Yeah, the dead guy and running away. Again, that made me laugh. I don't know why. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we really don't see him until he's running down the stairs and Madani catches up with him. Yeah. Yeah, I have very and few then, notes on on Frank yeah. in this first episode. Yeah, I, I mean, he he just doesn't appear. Like, it's kind of like, I, I was, when I was doing my notes, I was kind of thinking, is Frank not in this episode that yeah. much? I, I honestly couldn't remember. But I was like, but there's definitely some stuff that happens in this episode where he's involved. Yeah. Um, yeah, um, I was the just. The whole thing, like, him jumping down the stairwell, taking steps at a time is kind of kooky. But then <laughs> what gets real crazy is when he takes the fire hose yes. down the center and, like, practically takes his arm out of his socket. Oh. Ow. And I can't remember. If, I think it's the same arm because he's like right handed. I think it's the same arm that later on he gets the shrapnel in. Because oh, oh, I was surprised he didn't have to like click that shoulder back in. Like, I'm surprised he didn't dislocate it. Yeah, I didn't understand that. And yeah, that shrapnel later. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Daredevil yes. needs to give him like billy club practice so he can practice swinging <laughs> and stuff without losing his arm. Um, yeah, but I did like the way he's going. What did you think about the reveal to Frank that Billy's Billy's evil? <laughs> Billy's bad. He's bad, bad Billy. Um, I, I, bad Billy. I like the way Frank's just kind of like, what did you do? Because he sort of realizes he yeah. did something. And I don't think, I think he knows, but I think he doesn't want to admit no, to himself that it was having something to do with, with Maria's death. Correct. And I think he almost, I don't even know if at that moment he's thinking that far ahead. Mm. You know, I think he's just, I think he's almost, you know, in that moment, I think he's just thinking about him being set up there. Mm. I think it's more later when Micro keeps saying stuff about Billy that mm. it all kind of hits Frank. Yeah, I think that's why um, Frank takes his anger out partly on Micro as yeah. well. He sort of yeah, says, of oh, it's because you betrayed um, me and you went to um, Madani without me and stuff. But I think yeah. he's just, um, you know, projecting. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, I, I like um, the look on his face and Madani's at that time because Madani almost still wouldn't, she, well, she had a gun on him too, but like she wouldn't break eye contact with him and was like real focused on on Billy even and like knew right away and started accusing him right away and saying mm -hmm. like you killed Stein whereas Frank like was almost taken aback like he's looking down he it's he can't look at his friend mm. so it's just an interesting 
the, the, which is very unlike Frank, isn't it? Exactly. And it's interesting mm. to see the two of them and their reactions at the same time. It was cool. Yeah. I liked it. I think it's like one of the only things that would genuinely take Frank aback, though, you know, because he's kind of prepared for everything, but he's yeah. obviously not prepared for this. No. Um, yeah, poor Frank. I. Uh, I feel for him in that moment. Um, yeah, and then the next time we see him is with the whole kitchen thing where Lewis has got Karen, and then he's trying to convince Lewis to let Karen go, and he's like, oh, you know, maybe we should both blow ourselves up. I love the whole thing about Frank communicating to Karen oh, yes. through what he's saying yep. is so great. And like where he's saying about the white wire and then he's like saying about the bag. I mean, if I was Lewis, I'd be like, what, what are you talking about a bag for? <laughs> this yeah. is weird. Yeah. Cause he kind of just goes like that bag. Women can't leave uh, anywhere yeah. without their bag. I'm I bet sure you know everything yeah. in your bag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Let's talk more about your bag, Karen. <laughs> It'd be amazing if she didn't quite get it and he just had to be like, I mean, anything could be in your bag, Karen. Like, I don't know, a gun, <laughs> Karen. What? <laughs> yeah. Um, and I also like that when Lewis, like, was trying to talk to Frank, that Frank immediately turned it around on about his dad. Mm-hmm. And Lewis was like, oh, I don't, you know, don't talk about my dad. And he's like, well, everyone's now going to be talking about your dad. Your dad's yeah. going to basically get shit for everything that you've done. Mm-hmm. And I love that because it's like, Lewis, he, obviously we know he's not thinking straight. But yeah. he just wasn't thinking about anything other mm-hmm. than like this one focal point he had, which was you know, to get the city to do what he wants, I guess. Like, he had no real plan. And I think he was kind of prepared to die all along. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he he completely breaks down once he's in that freezer. Oh, yeah. Like, completely. Like, he's, oh, it's hard. It's so hard to watch. Yeah, um, we'll get to that anyway. Um, And Frank's encouraging him to die like a soldier. I was like, oh, I mean, yeah, it's probably good that lewis blows himself up but oh, i don't know i don't i don't like it i also don't like frank caressing karen's face as they lie on the floor <laughs> it's like i don't like it when people caress other people's faces um, reminds me of a uh, fox molder i um let's not. yeah don't like it <laughs> we're already gonna have to talk about him this weekend um <sighs> so what was the deal with the two of them in the elevator I don't know. I was going to ask you. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you're the expert here. (laughs) Because we talked last week about them being like, you know, more like brother, sister, but I don't like it. I don't do that with my brothers. (laughs) And then she kind of completely cries as well after he goes. Yeah. And I'm like, why, why are you crying, Karen? Yeah. I would love to like, quiz Deborah Ann Warren be like why was she crying in that moment you know what I mean, yeah. I mean what maybe... was going through her head like of how she plays it with him do you know what I mean like yeah. how she plays the character with him because yeah I don't get it I mean because it's it's like because it seemed like they played where there was a semi-attraction this whole time with them but nothing mm-hmm. serious you know just mm. two people who maybe had an attraction toward each other nothing you know not that it would go anywhere, but this scene, I was like, 
If they fucking kiss, I'm out skis, even with yeah. two episodes long. I'll, I'll just stop at this episode <laughs> and be like, sorry, Claire, I can't even watch the other episode of this week. <laughs> and then it would just be me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Talking to myself. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's kind of, yeah. I don't like that they touch foreheads. No. It's, yeah, it's I'm very just, weird. I'm just not that close with anybody, I guess. It's not. <laughs> the only time you touch foreheads with someone, Tammy, is when you headbutt them. <laughs> if I have what? If you headbutt them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's the dog's bollocks right there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I swear it's a thing. <laughs> I swear it. Anyway. Uh, and then we see him ziplining away from the building like <laughs> Spider-Man, which is kind of amusing. <laughs> we were watching that dance like, uh, are you guys going to talk about the crazy green screen? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of crazy yeah. green screen. Yeah, I don't know like, why they couldn't have done that. <laughs> that wasn't very good. <laughs> couldn't they have done that as like a practical stunt they somehow? Would, I would think they could have. Because they could have had him... Where his arm isn't supporting his weight, you know, because obviously they're having that, like, the one arm. They could have had him in a harness. Yeah. Like, I don't know why they couldn't have done it. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> Strap up one of the stuntmen. They would have loved it. Yeah. By the way, Tammy. Off... Yeah. No, I'll do it. Uh, off topic, um, my sister and I later this year are going to a place in Wales where there is a gigantic cave that's really tall. Um inside that it used to be a mine and now what they've done is they've made an um adults only trampoline park in there we're going nice i know and you can zip line in there and all sorts and jump on trampolines i was like yeah we have to go there sounds amazing particularly there's no kids as far as i know (laughs) so in the next episode we get a lot more frank in this episode uh marilyn manson is playing as frank sits under a blanket for (laughs) two days by the look Forever. I was like, I, I was like, oh. person. I don't know what he's doing. He, he's sitting there, probably getting infected by that shrapnel in his arm. Yeah. Ugh. I was like, when he got when he got to micros and he grabs the first aid kit, I was like, I don't think that's going to do very much now, Frank. Seeing <laughs> as you've been sitting there for two days with rusty, gross metal in your arm, probably with bits of Lewis all over it. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh, gross. I know, right? Gross. Exactly. Oh boy. He's probably got, like, Lewis brains all over him still. So horrible. Um, But, yeah, he sits and has a a think about everything Billy has done. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, it's, it's like, (laughs) the most depressed we've ever seen. I also have some news about this episode, Tammy. You ready? I'm I'm ready. Okay. I know you've been waiting for a long time. But I'm going to announce that, in my opinion, this episode, episode 11, is peak... Frank hair. <laughs> in not my opinion. Blanket. Not under the blanket, no. And not when it's all slicked down so he has like a little bowl haircut fringe. But later, when his hair's a bit ruffled and because it's getting a bit longer, I'm like, yeah, I quite like your hair like that, Frank. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to announce this is peak Frank hair. It should not be any longer. It should not be any shorter. It should just be this. It's just right. It's like Goldilocks. Yeah, I'll have to. I'll have to find a place where we ha- we see the fr- the. 
he care because I think it's like when he's in the bathroom being all grumpy with Micro. It's oh, kind of okay. all roughed up then. Even when he's like, yeah, mm, even when he's in the, uh, I think later on where he's talking to Billy on the phone, I think it's kind of all ruffled. Yeah, like, it needs to be a bit ruffled. Really? It's too, yeah. <laughs> it's too, it's too <laughs> slicked forward. Just like Billy's is slicked back. It needs to be yeah. a bit ruffled. Like, uh, like every time I watch the show, I want to go up to Ben Barnes and ruffle his hair. Just mess it up a bit. I think you, you know? just want to ruffle his hair. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe <laughs> it's just too slick back. I just want to mess it up a bit. Um, so his next scene we get is when Frank's in the bathroom, yeah, and he pulls the shrapnel from his arm and rips his shirt off. Oh. So gross! And he knocks that first aid kit on the floor, and then my crew uses it. I was like, "Have you seen the inside of that bathroom?" <laughs> oh. <laughs> Yeah, this whole place is disgusting. First of all, there's no, you haven't put any antiseptic on it. I mean, we need Moira here for this. There's no antiseptic on it. That whole bathroom looks disgusting. It looks like the bathroom out of train spotting. It's horrible. Do they not have a shower somewhere, anywhere <laughs> that he could at least wash off? <laughs> well, Micro's been wearing that, that dressing gown for the last year. I don't think he's showered. Oh, oh God. so gross. His must smell in there later on. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's why she takes it so well, because she's in shock, just because of the smell. <laughs> Jeez, Dad. <laughs> Have a shower. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's... Uh, I, I felt really bad for Micro in that scene, and... Uh. <laughs> I was just like, hey, Frank. Frank's <laughs> with a dick bag. Like, I don't know what you want to do, but, like, stop taking it out, Micro. Yeah. And you guys... You did tell Micro that he, he could go see Madani. You told him that. Now, granted, yeah. it was because he was, like, drunk and trying to see his son. <laughs> like a weirdo. <laughs> but still, you did say it. So. Yeah, exactly. And Micro wants this all to be over and wants yeah. it to be done without killing lots of people. Yeah. Do you know what? Which is the same thing to do, Frank. So yeah. if Frank, you know, if Micro can take that chance of doing it that way, I think he's going to take it, Frank. Oh. Yeah. That's but... Amazing. Yeah, I feel really bad for Micro. I mean, we'll get to Micro in a bit anyway. Um, and then next time we see Frank is he's got some spray paint and his vest. And it's like, oh, it's going to be the Punisher vest, hooray. <laughs> so exciting. <laughs> There's probably a lot of fanboys who are like, finally, because <laughs> they're all annoyed that he hasn't yes. been wearing it all season. I don't know if it was Dan or Josie, but one of them was like, we're watching it. They were like, well... Yeah, because when I plan on killing a bunch of guys, the first thing I do is go spray a t-shirt. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Absolutely, I get mean... My, get my puffy paint out. And, uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'd love it if he painted the skull in puffy paint. That would be amazing. <laughs> he couldn't find any spray paint. <laughs> <laughs> he could only find neon pink puffy paint. Just now bedazzling in my head. Uh, I'm not sure best. Oh, I have to make you one, Tammy. Oh boy, it does um, punish it. There was a um, a screenshot of this moment, you know, where you see him in the vest the first time, and that was like a promo shot that was released before the show came out. And I think it was, I think it was Rebecca, um, our listener, she'll have to confirm to me, who mentioned that the way it was shot with the lighting and uh, the bits, the, the, like the bone underneath the eye sockets, made it look like Frank was wearing a white bra, which was quite funny. 
And so when I saw this scene, I kind of thought of that as well, and it made me laugh. <laughs> so, so you do that. When you're out to go and kill people, you just get your white bra and put that on. That's, I mean, that's what I'm wearing now. <laughs> oh, no. Tammy's going to start killing. <laughs> <laughs> Watch out. Well, you know, you just got Cracking heads, taking names. <laughs> you just got to always be ready, so. Yeah, that, that's true. Uh, so then I think when he's at Micros, he notices... Um, this is like after that, he notices that something's wrong at Sarah's and this is when they find out that, um, they see Leo escaping and I put in my notes this. Okay. In my notes, it says this is peak Frank hair. We have reached it. So that's the moment. (laughs) Okay. I'll find that part. Um, how, okay. Micro watches that screen. 24 7 and the time he needs to watch his family he's not watching his family <laughs> maybe that was when he was having a shower uh no, he was not having a shower please <laughs> <laughs> the one time <laughs> <laughs> and frank's the one that notices it which i think is yeah crazy yeah yeah and it was a uh, an hour ago so i don't know what, what micro was doing an hour before that yeah i don't know it's yeah it's kind of weird Maybe it happened when, um, oh no, it can't be. I don't know. I don't know what he was doing. No, they were, uh, just, they were chilling, talking. Yeah. And, and that was it. And so neither of them were watching the screen, but it's like, <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, it's weird. I mean, not that I guess they would have done anything different because they see it pretty, pretty soon afterwards. So yeah, 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 exactly. So yeah, I think it's just to give time for Leo to have got away from the house, I guess. So it's safe for them to call her. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> so I like that that Frank says that Micro should call her, and he's like, "How can I? I I'm dead." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's it's it's, <laughs> it, it's very weird how Leo's just totally like, ah, oh, you know, yeah, Frank Castle's scary compared to Pete, but I'll I'll do what he says. Yeah, the scary dude. You know, and then um, then what happens? Oh, and this is because Micro obviously goes off to find Leo. This is when Frank has his little montage. <laughs> there should be montage music where he's like turning light bulbs into bombs. I was like, ah, yeah. And I was like, what is he doing? I don't getting all the guns. Any of this. Yeah. I mean, there's just all the guns. He's hiding well, them everywhere. When we first saw like the gunpowder. But I didn't notice the light bulb at first, and then, like, I saw the light bulb. But, like, at first I was like, is he making his own bullets? <laughs> Why is he doing that? <laughs> That's going to take ages. <laughs> <laughs> Just use some that you have. What's happening? He's really into, like, arts and crafts, Tammy. <laughs> <laughs> um, as one would be, you know. But by arts and crafts, I mean making your own bullets. <laughs> I mean, he makes his own shirt, so. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, exactly. He's like, now I'm going to continue the theme. Oh, yeah. Here, here's my note. Is he making his own bullet things? What is this? I don't know what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> what's happening? <laughs> yeah. And then uh, he goes and hides. And I know I, I wrote um, when I don't think these guys, I'm assuming they are Anvil. They haven't got the Anvil yeah. notice on them. Or if they're actually from CIA, you know, they're Rawlins men. Um, but when they arrive, or just before they arrive, and the set is is all quiet, and we just see all these shots of it, and I'll say, I've said it before, but I'll say again, oh my god, that is a gorgeous set. I know it's like, <laughs> looks all grimy and horrible, but from a design point of view, it's so beautiful. It's massive. I haven't, like, I haven't, massive. like, 
Oh, yeah. I haven't loved a set as much as this one since Harlem's Paradise. Like, honestly, and for completely different reasons. Like, I don't want to go and hang out in this set, but it is beautiful. So, let me ask you, while we're watching his montage as well, he, like, mm-hmm. p- puts grease on his face or whatever. Yeah. But then does yeah. he wash it off? Because it's not... I think so, because you can't <laughs> see it. I Yeah, I thought that. I was like, where's the grease gone? I, okay, I've got it. I think he was exfoliating. Oh, okay. Because, like, isn't, well. like, charcoal good for... Exfoliating, Tammy. Is that right? I like to think. (laughs) (laughs) He wants to look his best. He's not excited about this because, like, this was his evening in. He was going to create a puffy paint, bedazzled shirt. He was going to exfoliate, maybe watch a rom-com later on. (laughs) But no, he's got to get to work, apparently. Oh, he's like, oh, crap. But he's going to look good. Like, he knows his hair is at peak peakness so he thinks <laughs> he heard you right say it. <laughs> yeah so he's like well i'm gonna make my skin look great as well <laughs> this is what happened Aww. uh so i really want you to draw <laughs> frank with like a mask on like like a, a mud mask and like his yeah like a little towel wrapped around his head and with like bunny slippers or something oh my god it that would be really cute. I will, I will add it to my never-ending <laughs> list of drawings. <laughs> Sounds good. Um, and then we get this insane fight scene, which is probably the most violent thing we've had in the show yeah, so far. I, I did not like this at all. I, I forgot was, how violent it was. Like it was terrible. Like I, I he's like there's like the bit the bit that made me go ah. I mean there was a few, but one of them was when he cut the tendons in the back of the guy's legs. Oh, but, under the butt cheeks. I was like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> it was so freaky. <laughs> no, don't touch the butt. And then, like, you see one guy lying on the ground with all of in- oh, his intestines so hanging gross. out. Like, oh! And then um, the head, obviously. Yeah. That bit reminded me of... You've seen Breaking Bad, haven't you? Yep. The, the head on the turtle. Danny Trejo's head on the turtle that's a bomb and it blows yeah. up. <laughs> yeah. Just reminded me of that. He should have delivered it via turtle as well in this. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is so. I mean, this is very Garth Ennis, like from the the comics, who they've taken obviously a lot of inspiration from. But all the only person Frank wants is Billy, because all he's doing is go Russo. Well, and, okay, so if you're on this team, Claire, so you're this team <laughs> of guys going in. You know what your objective is. You know you're mm-hmm. going to go after the Punisher. Yeah. Wouldn't you just resign? Like, we yeah. be like, I don't need this job. <laughs> exactly. I'm so, I'm so lazy. I think the first time they gave me a job as a mercenary and they're like, oh, you've got to go and, I don't know, go across town and pick up my pizza. I'd be like, eh, I resigned. It's <laughs> too much like hard work. <laughs> I'm out of here, guys. This does not seem like a job for me. Exactly. I think you guys actually want me to work on this job. <laughs> no, thanks. <laughs> Exactly. I'll be like, was, no. I don't remember what the music was, but like when he threw the head, <laughs> there was, I just put, and now the music, seriously, I don't know what the music was, but something changed. I don't remember. Did it? Yeah, apparently, because mm. I, I usually don't note the music, so <laughs> I don't know. Oh, have to have another I, don't, I don't think they played like circus music or anything behind it, but... <laughs> 
<laughs> I hope they didn't play circus music. That'd be very strange. <laughs> but I would also note that, though. <laughs> like, well, this is odd. <laughs> they started playing, like, Ain't That a Kick in the Head? <laughs> As Frank kicks the head across the ground. <laughs> okay, I would laugh at that, though. <laughs> really? <laughs> that would be very strange. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think that's pretty much all of Frank because then we have the bit where he, you know, he said he basically threatens um, Billy. Yeah. I, he kills the last guy when he says he doesn't know where Billy or Sarah or Zach are. And then Frank agrees with Billy to trade himself for Sarah and Zach. Yep. I'd be like, just trade yourself for Sarah and just get Zach. <laughs> <laughs> He's the reason you're in this trouble. Yeah, I. Uh, one of my final notes was, um, I'm honestly not okay with this scene and I, or anything that's happening. Like, I just, I really hated this scene, this entire Mm -hmm. thing. Like, I was completely nauseous. Uh, I, I really didn't, I I just hated it so much. Mm. Like, it was grotesquely violent. Yeah. And I and I understand that that's from the comics, but I don't read the comics, so I'm just gonna be like, well, this is on my do not read list because I'm not interested in it. Like it just yeah, it was it was like violent just to be violent. But also, it's like all these guys Frank's killing. Oh, you it's mean kind the of guys it's, that like... are just there doing their job. Yeah, and it's like yeah, they're they're killing people for a living. But, Frank, that's what you did before. And are they killing people for a living, or are they just after him? Because these guys... Well, I guess if they're mercenaries, they're Anvil, then they, you know, they're doing whatever is asked of them. So, killing people, protecting senators, you know what I mean? Like, whatever yeah. is asked of them. Yeah. But, I... And in their you know, minds, Frank is a terrorist, because they want yeah, to exactly. So, and he has to know that. Yeah, because some of them could be like, I mean, I, I don't know. They could be like ex-police officers or people in yeah. other positions that Frank admires. Yeah. And, yeah, I, I don't get it. Again, I don't understand you, Frank. Is code? Yeah. I just want Matt Murdock to come to him and say that. Yeah. Here's my code. Where's yours? Yeah. So that's Frank anyway. So in conclusion, Frank has great hair, but we still don't understand his code. Uh, let's talk about micro and by you know definition uh, Sarah and Zach and Leo as well because they show up quite a bit Um, I really like micro in this well he's not in the first one he's in the second one I really like him in the second episode I like that like like you said that scene where he's talking to Frank in the bathroom and I like, although I do have an issue with it because I, Micro says he used to be a a vet or used he, to want to be a vet, sorry. Yeah, he wanted and to he used to stitch up the pets in the neighborhood. And I'm like, well, why whenever anything has happened like in this, that's a bit gross. Like when Curtis was working on Frank, Micro's like, like this. Yeah. I thought, it, I, I don't, <laughs> yeah, it just didn't really suit the character. And I thought, I I thought it would be better if he didn't say that because then the whole thing of him saying to Frank, no, give me the needle and thread so I can stitch you up would be more powerful. Cause I think it shows that Frank, that, that micro 
they've really developed their relationship now. And Micro's like, no, I don't want to do this, but I will because you yeah. need me to. No, that would you know? make sense, yeah. Uh, but the fact that they tossed in the line about him wanting to be a vet, it felt like almost like they'd forgotten about previous episodes. When I found it a bit inconsistent. Yeah. When he said he was... he. He used to stitch up animals. All I thought is like Bates Motel. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, ooh, mm-hmm. micro gross. <laughs> How's your relationship with your mother, micro? Yeah. Also, why doesn't he have fucking scissors? Why is he like biting the thread off of Frank's ooh. arm? It's like <laughs> breathing germs into Frank's open wound. Oh, it's so oh. gross. In that gross train spotting bathroom (laughs) and they're both men they probably don't pee in the toilet all the time you know Uh, what men are like yeah oh it's so gross it just grosses like the hygiene grosses me out of this scene yeah it's horrible i think moira would have something to say about this i i would hope so because yeah um so and then also micro tells bill uh, tells frank that billy will pay but frank has to be smart Yep. I think meaning that, you know, don't go and kill him or whatever. And this is kind of when Frank attacks Micro and is like, you betrayed me. It's like, no, no, he didn't. <laughs> no, exactly. Um, so the first time we see Sarah and the kids, they're watching the news about Frank being wanted. And Leo uh, goes upstairs. Yeah, she's and... really over it. Oh no, this isn't that bit. No, no it's no. when uh, no, no, it's when Leo uh, still calls him Pete, and Zach's like, "Ooh, yeah, it's not called Pete. Yeah. I'm the worst, by the way." And they have the tip hotline, but it doesn't at this point doesn't seem like anyone's ready to call the tip hotline. Yeah, <laughs> but and it, you know, if anyone in the house is going to, it's going to be Zach because he he's asshole. a terrible human being. I don't care that he's a child. Yeah, he's terrible. He's awful. Some kids are bad. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, he's just a bad kid. You should just trade him up for another one. Yeah. So, <laughs> Swap um, him somewhere uh-huh. at the orphanage. <laughs> you don't even have to trade him. You've already got Leo. I mean, what do you need two kids yeah. for? It's too many. Too many. Yeah. Uh- <laughs> I'm sure my little sister would agree, you know. Because <laughs> that would mean she say, didn't my, exist. My two brothers would agree. <laughs> <laughs> um... So later on when we see them, they're making, this is when Sarah and Zach are making dinner and then Leo goes upstairs and then a cop comes in or Zach lets a cop in who kind of weirdly looks like Freddie Prince Jr. (laughs) Oh, he does. Weird. (laughs) I did a double take it for the first time I saw it because I was like, is that Freddie Prince Jr.? No, he's a lot older now. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And Leo listens from upstairs and then this is so creepy because it starts off with this cop's like, oh, you know. You called the tip hotline and Sarah looks at, at Zach and you know that little asshole did it. Yeah, he's a little asshole. Ugh. But when he starts, the cop starts being like, you're going to come with me. Yeah. It's so, this kind of stuff really scares me because you don't have any power at that point. It's like the whole thing when Lewis was doing the protest and then the cop said to him, uh, did you just make a grab for my weapon? Even though Lewis yeah. didn't. That really scares me. Like, I'm so scared of, like, get, getting in trouble for something, you know, through no fault of my own. Yeah. Like, that kind of thing. Um, yeah, it's kind of scary. So, yeah, this kind of, I, I didn't like this scene. Um, but good on Sarah for yeah. fighting back. Yeah. And, and it's interesting how she 
like the cop didn't say anything too weird yet, but she already mm-hmm. had had it like out there. Oh yeah, my daughter's at her friend's house. Mm-hmm. But I think well maybe maybe what tipped her off is like how does she know how does he know that she had a daughter? Maybe that was it. Yeah, because I'm like, how would she know to lie about that? Yeah, I think she's just cautious. Well, particularly, I think she'd be cautious anyway with, you know, with what happened with Micro and also his line of work. And then also with just finding out that this guy that you trusted, like Pete, is not who you thought he was. Yeah. I think maybe she's just being ultra cautious. Yeah. I wouldn't want to let, like, a police... I mean, Zach shouldn't have let him in, but Zach does because he's a little arsehole. Yeah, I'd be like, do you you have a warrant? Yeah, exactly. Where's your Where's your um, ID? Where's your badge? But there, this other cop turns up because there's two cops. So I'm imagining these are like Anvil guys just pretending to be cops yes. or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think old uh, our hero Brett Mahoney has cleared New York of corrupt cops at this point. Mm-hmm. I don't think there could be any left because no, no, no corrupt cops. <laughs> no, I mean not at all. Uh, <laughs> um. So, yeah, Leo runs away and escapes the house and gets her instructions from uh, f- uh, from Frank. And then that evening she meets up with Micro and she gets over it quite quickly. <laughs> they kind of yeah. hug and cry and then she's just kind of like, oh, you're alive. Oh, cool. Like, I don't know if it's because like she's in shock seconds. about everything going on. Yeah. I'd be like, I'm a child and I am already traumatized because my parent died as when I was a child. But now I found out uh, my mum and brother have been kidnapped. And now I found out that my dad's been lying to me for a year. The one person I should be able to look up to and trust. Yeah. I don't know what is up, what is down now, you know? Yeah. Wait till she finds out he's been like creepily watching them on a video screen. Well, <laughs> and yeah. And, and that's how he knew what happened. <laughs> ooh. And he almost revealed it when he's like, you're a wonderful dancer. Yes. And then she's like, how do you know that? And it's like, ooh. <laughs> and he's like, oh, I think about you all the time. I've been watching you. <laughs> we just need a scene of her dancing and then looking over at that portrait in the lounge and seeing the eyes <laughs> just going back up, like in the haunted mansion. <laughs> oh, we see Micro and Leo's when they're in the car and um, Frank shows up um, with Madani. And that's it. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So quite a lot of Micro in this episode, but then he didn't really, he didn't appear at all in the first one, did he? No, not at all. But I like that Leo got to, you know, have a little adventure. Oh, I did. I did uh, have this note. So like when Micro goes and picks up Leo from outside the pool thing, and they're hugging. Mm-hmm. Did you think that Le- that Micro was going to be killed right then and there? No. Oh. <laughs> I mean, you've seen. Did you? Movie, yeah. No, no, like, no. But like, even the first time. Yeah. So like, That's he's hugging her, and that scene I felt like went on like a beat too long, and I'm like, oh no, they're gonna like they're hiding <laughs> in the bushes or something, and they're just gonna kill them both. Oh, no. I was really Can you imagine? <laughs> they just kill Micro then, and yeah. Leo's like, ah. <laughs> My dad's dead. No, he's alive. Oh, no, he's dead again. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I kind of thought they would just kill them both. Like, just kill them both. Oh, right man. Yeah. That would be awful. And then Frank shows up and finds them both dead. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I don't mean to sound excited about that. I just that's what I thought. <laughs> I feel like I feel like um, Micro is the the foggy to Frank's Matt. You know, I know he's and but or I like the Trish to them. the Trish to Frank's Jessica. Yeah. But what's another example? The not the Colleen to Danny's Danny. The Claire to everybody. <laughs> yeah, apart from to Frank apparently. Um, I find it so weird she's not in this series. I think that makes it feel even more removed yeah. from the others, like not even in a little cameo. Anyway, let's talk about Madani. All righty. So we see her quite a lot in both these episodes, but not for a while in the first one. I think the first time we see her is when Brett is talking to her. Yeah, and she's um, around the, the room. Right? Yeah, and she's she's back from leave. Because um, obviously she's been on leave because of um, poor Sam, R.I.P.D. Yeah, and and when we saw her, I was like, um, "Are we going to find out why Madonna's even there?" <laughs> yeah, no, she just turned up. She just sniffed out uh, trouble, you know. Um, but yeah, and then uh, we find out what happened that morning. So she went there at because most of the stuff kind of goes on at. Um, nine about 10 o'clock doesn't it mm-hmm. no oh, lewis arrives at nine fifty four, um but she arrived there at 8 30 uh to meet um oh she sorry she went to homeland security at 8 30 in the morning and met raffi in her office and he showed her the paper and then sort of quizzes her on the activities regarding frank and everything yeah. and then this is when she confesses that there's the office has been bugged and then she disconnects it and then she says yeah i know frank's alive and everything yep. and she tells him it was William Rawlins I love and see that. when I first oh she's great but when I first watched this I was like oh no um it's gonna be like Raffi's gonna be evil no <laughs> he's gonna be like he's ugly but he's dad <laughs> I know but I was just worried I was like oh, but what if he's like oh oh that's terrible that that it's uh Rawlins I'm gonna go and tell him everything you know <laughs> you know he was like, once Rafi was like real mad and he almost like he was getting ready to leave. Dan goes, now he's off to go make some empanadas. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, I wonder if he brings like empanadas into the office for everyone. Oh, yum. Yeah. They're probably del- oh. delightful. <laughs> yeah. I love him. I love Rafi. He's great. Um, but yeah, he, uh, she says that it's William Rawlins that killed um, Zubair. And then he shows her, Rafi goes, oh, I've got those files on the dead, you know, dead guys. <laughs> yes. And she realizes that they all say that they worked for Anvil. Yep. Da, da, da. yep. So that is why she goes to the hotel uh, and meets uh, Billy in the, in the uh, lobby. And, uh, and Billy is shocked by this and says, oh, I'm really sorry. It's nothing to do with me. God. I mean, those people work for me. I mean, he really is like the calmest liar. There oh, is. he really is. Like, he's got like, wow. there's a few times in this episode though, he's got this real like simmering rage going on yeah. underneath the surface and I love it. He's the Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> he just hulks out. <laughs> I was the Hulk all along. <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah, I I I love I love any scene between Madani and Billy in this episode. It's so great. Um but he I think even before she asks him who the fifth guy was, she knows it's him. Yeah. You know. And he's like 
and then she she very cleverly I thought you know she's kind of like hang on you know you and Frank were like really good friends why the hell are you here you know and it's going to be you and your team that are going to be the ones that kill Frank yeah and I thought that's a really good question because even if he did think Frank was a terrorist. I, you would think he would want to stay out of it. He'd be like, no, he was a really good friend of mine. I'm not going to have anything to do with actually killing him, you know? Yep. And so it does make him look even more suspicious. So I basically, I just love Madani. I think she's awesome. <laughs> Madani and Misty team up, please. Yeah. Marvel, I know you're listening. Uh, <laughs> through the bug in my room. Right, <laughs> <laughs> then. Um, well... So then uh, the alarm sounds and uh, because the guard's not responding, Billy runs upstairs and Dina heads upstairs as well. Of course she does. You can't miss the action. She was going to leave and then she's like, nope. Yep. (laughs) And then she manages to get ahead of Frank, doesn't she? Yeah. Well, I think she starts off on a different floor. So he's running down and... Yeah, because he was upstairs originally. Yeah. And she's running upstairs, but I yeah, because think she's, she was in the lobby. Yeah, yeah, I think she was running upstairs, but then she was, um, yeah, she cut through like a floor or something, something like yeah. that, I think. And um, she kind of gets a drop on him and uh, has the gun pointed at him and tells him to stop. And they have, and then um, this is when Billy appears, and there's this standoff. Yeah, because she tells him, like, she's holding Frank there, and he's about to run, and she actually, like, shoots next to him to, like, make him mm-hmm. stay and tell him, you know, you need to, you're going to stand up in court and all this stuff. And He still calls her bluff, though, because he's basically okay. like, eh, you know, go ahead and everything, and, you know, it doesn't work. Um, there was a bit that made me laugh. Because I think, because she basically doesn't want to kill him, obviously. She wants him to tell the world about Rawlins. And she says we want the same thing. She says something and then she says, we want the same thing. And all I could think of was the song going, we dream the same dream. We want the same thing. <laughs> I was like, Oh, she should just sing a bit of Belinda Carlisle to him. Uh, and then Frank gets shot in the temple by Billy. And this is when we have this, yeah, this uh, standoff between Billy and Madani and Madani realizes that he could, he could Sam. Yeah. It's, it's sad. It's Yeah. Um, Billy is an arsehole yeah. in this scene. And what's crazy is like right after that is when she has to go talk to Mahoney and she's in that room and she's got to act like there's nothing wrong. Yeah. Yeah. All she says is, you know, there's no evidence that Frank killed yeah. any of these animal guys and that he was working with Lewis. Yeah. But uh, yeah, because we don't really see her sort of immediate reaction to this apart from when we see her in the next episode when she throws the mug at the screen yeah which i think was justified from what he said yeah yeah because he's a dick um yeah so when else do we see her in the next one? Oh, it's then the next scene is when she gets billy in and is filming him while she accuses him of murder that's so good oh the scenes between them two i just think they're so good together yeah, like just playing off each other. They're oh, I just I enjoy their scenes so much. I think they're both brilliant. Yeah, and I like that she's not getting to him in the least until she like threw out Rollins' name. Like yeah, like nothing. Just like <laughs> oh yeah, I already yeah. know about Rollins, so whatever. 
Yeah, and, and then his his reaction. <laughs> yeah, it's great. And then I love the fact that she really like rubs it in. You know, like, it's like, oh, oh, you didn't know that I knew that. Oh, oh, what a shame. <laughs> yeah. And then I love that she says to him as well. She's like, well, maybe I'll take my time finding Frank. You know, because he wants to kill you. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, by the way, he might be outside. Okay, bye. <laughs> also, I was like, but like, you're awesome. Also, in his face that he was a foster kid, though. I was like, oh, yeah, my, calm down, Madonna, calm down. Jeez. <laughs> I know yeah. you're pissed, but jeez, that's dirty. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, exactly. What else are you going to throw in his face? Yeah. And you were bad in bed. <laughs> you got a small dick. <laughs> <laughs> Like, calm down, Madani. Uh, and then we don't see her for ages after that. I think it's when she and Rafi watch the video of that, and he's really angry, and he agrees with Billy. Yeah. And then he says that she needs to find Micro and Frank, and then he's going to go and rattle cages of his own, which turns out it's uh, Marion. Because then the next time we see is when uh, Marion arrives okay. to meet... Uh, Rafi and Madani That's and then too. oh it's so good and then um, you know Rafi kind of mentions Kandahar and says it's really William Rawlins is quite calm but Madani's just like Ugh, like your CIA the CIA suck they're always doing illegal things <laughs> like <laughs> Madani no <laughs> this is like the head of the CIA <laughs> I, I did think it was funny because, okay, so earlier we find out, like, when Marion's talking to Rollins, I think, uh, mm-hmm. earlier, we find out that she used to have anxiety, like, crippling anxiety. Yes. Yeah. Uh, where she had to be, like, hospitalized and all this craziness. And because she she wasn't telling the truth about stuff. And I was like, yeah. I really thought, like, maybe in this scene with Rafi, like, she was going to stroke out or something. I was like, something <laughs> bad is going to happen because she's lying. <laughs> Oh no! Her, she's got like a tail in poker, yeah. but her tail is like basically having a stroke. <laughs> yeah, her, her tail is hyperventilating. <laughs> it's not very subtle. Yeah, I was like, um, I get you, I get you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I mean, it kind of works out because I mean, Raffi doesn't seem that angry with no, with Dani when Marion storms out and says, "Oh yeah, she kind of reminds me of you." I was yeah. like. That's kind of a compliment because Marion's a badass and I love yeah. her. Um, and then I think the next time, last time we see Madani is at the end when she shows up to meet up with Frank. Yep. And that's it. Uh, let's talk about everyone's favourite character that's not Zach, Lewis. Oh, it's so uncomfortable. Um, yeah, this whole thing, I just, I, I find it so uncomfortable to watch it leaves like i don't know it just it makes me think which is good um but i just kind of or i just i just want it to be over i just want him to like blow himself up already you know oh yeah and not because i'm i'm tired of watching the character but it just puts me so much on edge it's just uncomfortable you know yeah i think the actor is still fantastic um but I'm just like, oh, I, yeah, I just find it hard to watch. I love the shot at the start. I think it's a really cool shot where he shoots the guy through the little peephole thing. Oh, God, it's so With the, the newspaper. It's awful. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's awful, that moment. But I love the um, uh, the way it's shot. I thought that was really cool. 
Um, what the fuck was he thinking with those poor little birds? Uh, I, it's so weird. I think it's meant to be that he wants them to be free because he's not or something. But, they're but those birds, they're probably... <laughs> yeah, and also they're probably in shock. You just killed... You know, they just saw... <laughs> They only get death. shot. Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> Those poor little birds. They're gonna need a like a bird. Oh no! If it was Black Mirror, they could hook up that tech to the birds oh, yes, and could. catch Lewis. Yes, Maybe that's what he was afraid of. <laughs> Maybe. So he's going go free. I'll let you out, and then don't tell the cops about me. Um, the bit where the the little eye hole peep peephole thing as well, um, kind of backs up my fear of like. <laughs> When people look through keyholes and stuff and, like, someone's on the other side with, like, a gun and they shoot through the keyhole or, like, they poke a knitting needle through it oh or whatever, I'm just like, oh, it's, it's like one of my fears. <laughs> I think about these things. <laughs> and this made me even more be like, I never want to look through one of them little peepholes. It just <laughs> freaks me out. I don't like it. I just won't open the door. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's oh, gross. So... We see, obviously, a few different versions of what happens with Lewis, but um, I think it's when we see Karen's um, Karen's version. Um, we see him arrive in the Anvil uniform. He's obviously stolen from this yeah. guy. And does he, like, then wire up the elevator? He does something in the elevator, and I couldn't work out what he was doing. Because I thought maybe he put a bomb in the elevator, but he doesn't. Because then we see him put the bombs on the doors. But I was like... I don't get what he's doing in the elevator because it doesn't pan out. Um, but he shoots all the rest of the guards and he then takes Karen hostage with this bomb vest on with a dead man switch, which is so horrible because it's like, well, you're going to have to kill me in order to, you know, in order to say, or you, you can't kill me because um, then it will set the bomb off. Yeah. Like, ugh, gross. Um, he should say to Frank, see, I'm looking in your eyes this time. I'm not a coward, Frank. No, they don't bring that up. Nope. Uh, and then um, we don't see him again for a while after that. I think it's when we, we get the kitchen scene. So when he releases Karen and he's searching for an exit. And then he's going over and over and over this little poem thing, isn't he? From uh, Yeah, this whole big... The thing about waiting or something. Or, yeah, wait like yeah. a soldier. yeah. Which is, and he's kind of like, I mean, not losing it because he's obviously lost it way before this, but he's he's definitely losing it here, and um, you know, and when he's like I said before, when he's in the when he runs into the freezer, he's just like completely gone at that point. He's just sobbing and everything. I feel so bad for his dad, yeah. like his poor dad. You know what he's going to kind of because he's going to like his dad's just going to feel like he failed. And, and the you know. world will make him feel that way as well. Oh, yeah. Because and what it's Frank just... said is completely true. Like, that's yeah. just going to happen. It's so sad. Um, yeah, and then he explodes the freezer and blows himself into teeny-weeny pieces of Lewis. Yeah. Are you sad that Lewis's story is over? I am not sad at all, actually. I'm, I'm glad. <laughs> I'm still not sure what his purpose in this show was, to be honest, but... Yeah, I don't think he needed to be in the show. I think it's a way of then commenting on veterans, but I think they could have done it through, like we mentioned before, through Curtis, Frank, and um, Billy. Yeah, it's just, it's so stupid. I, I think it's like a waste.
but maybe they wouldn't have got Curtis commenting so much on, uh, you know, his story if you didn't have the fact that he like got beaten by this kid. But I mean, they could have had him like be mugged or something, you know, and not be able to fight the kid off. I mean, that would make sense. But I don't know. But I'm I'm glad his storyline is over. Uh, so next, should we talk about Rawlins? Sure. Because we have a little bit of Rawlins. What's your opinion on Rawlins? He's a he's well, he's not a good person. <laughs> I don't <laughs> even think he's a good bad guy. He's kind of like if we're supposed to think he's kind of like the ones pulling the strings, like if he's he's in charge of everything, including Billy mm-hmm. and everything. He's not really that. I'm not really scared of him as a bad guy either. Like he's a bureaucrat, and I think. You probably could just push paperwork the right way and get rid of him. Mm. Like, I, I think Billy's like way more interesting as a villain than him, but it's yeah. probably as well because Billy's got that personal collection uh, connection to Frank. Yeah. And I love the storyline with Billy and Madani. Um, but Rawlins, I love the scene. I love all the scenes with him and Marion, particularly that scene later on where he's saying to Marion, oh, you know, we could just kill Frank and frame Russo and do this and when I was watching this originally I was like my heart kind of sank and I was like oh she's going to be a bad guy you know she's going to agree and it's that's going to suck because I really loved her up to this point and I love the fact that she's like yeah we'll burn Russo but then you're basically fucked (laughs) you know yeah and she's not going to have anything to do with it and I was like oh I love you Marion you're awesome (laughs) um right Karen divisive Karen go Tammy go um, I, I think it's interesting that when we see everything from her point of view, Frank is like the biggest hero. Yeah. Cause I wonder if we saw things in Daredevil from her point of view, what she would see him as. Oh, she'd see him as a, a monster, um, drug addict probably. Yeah. It's just, it's so yeah. crazy to me. Yeah. That would be really interesting actually. Well, I mean, probably in season one, I mean, once she knows that he's, daredevil she'd see him like that but in the rest of the time she'd probably see him as like this hero because she kind of is like oh the man in black it's almost you like know she likes the idea of these people but she doesn't actually like them mm. because i think i do feel i mean in this in this episode there's no confliction she thinks he's a hero but i feel like there's a little bit of a conflict like she doesn't she believes in frank's code whatever the fuck that is mm. but she doesn't actually want to hear about it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? She just likes the idea of it. And I I get from season two of Daredevil that she kind of felt a bit for Frank because of the fact that she'd also killed someone, you know, she'd killed uh, Wesley in season one. Yeah. But, and I can kind of see how that extended to it, but I can't see how it that extends to now yeah. with everything he's doing, you know? It it just doesn't make sense to me. Um, and also the fact that she's so pro-guns, Yeah, I find really surprising. I mean, she's got a, a gun herself, but it's not that she's kind of, I mean, because cause Ori is saying he just wants, you know, he wants to take guns away from uh, from people that shouldn't have access to guns, you know, so, which I think is perfectly reasonable. Um but the, it's the fact that she kind of seems to argue with that as well. And it's like, well, you know, what What do you mean, Karen? Like, you want to see more guns on the street? Like, I don't understand it. Yeah, I I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, I get, like, she wants to have a gun for personal protection. But 
And she's... She just seems so pro-guns. Because it doesn't seem like... And this, I don't know. This is a lot of things I hear, like... It's almost like we're taking the stance, and it makes sense for this show specifically, that we're Mm -hmm. taking the stance that, okay, guns are just a tool. They're not really what kills people. So, therefore, everyone should be allowed to have as many guns as they want. Which, yeah. this... What is he? Mayor, governor, whatever the fuck he is. Senator. Senator. Whatever. (laughs) When, (laughs) When she tries to get him to talk about gun control, he's not talking about taking guns away from people like her or everybody. No. You know, he's just saying, like, okay, let's put the tools... Do more background checks. Yeah, put the tools in the right hands. And that's what I hear a lot. Like, okay, I mean, there are some people out there that are like, nobody should have guns. But it's like, for the most part, I think as a whole, we're just wanting to look at what is in place to get a gun. You know, what are, Mm -hmm. are their loopholes that can be fixed? Yeah. You know, all this stuff, but nobody wants to hear it. You know, we have yeah. people that are so pro Second Amendment that they just don't want to hear anything. They hear the word control and they assume that means taking away. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of like, it almost seems like that was Karen's thought. And it's like, what are you talking about, Karen? Like, yeah, totally not what the senator is saying at all. And they t- I don't know if she was like pushing his buttons a bit for the yeah. story, but it didn't seem like it. It no. seemed like that's. And it's almost like that's what the writers kind of wanted us to feel like, too. Because, like, that's that's the only problem I have with him really being such a chicken and running away. Is like, mm-hmm. okay, because we're supposed to really not like this guy. This guy mm-hmm. hired Anvil. Well, that's terrible because he's not for gun control. Or he's for gun control, so why would he hire Anvil? I'm like, well, he doesn't have a gun. He needs protection. Like, why wouldn't you mm-hmm. hire some? Like, that's like hiring off-duty police officers. Like, that's... Mm-hmm. So, this whole show is making him out to kind of be, like, this chicken and this bad guy and whatever. This bleeding-heart liberal, I guess. And then we're only seeing Frank through Karen's eyes exactly. in the hotel. It's just where he's made out to be a huge hero. Yeah, exactly. It's, like it's he's very... not. Because you watch that next episode, and he's a terrible human being. Frank is a terrible mm-hmm. human being. Like, he yeah. is. <laughs> <laughs> like, do you think Billy's Science gonna fact. call all these people's families? No, he's probably gonna have somebody else do it. But he's gonna have to call all these people's families, every single yeah. one, and tell them the Punisher killed his family. Yeah, you know, or Punisher killed this person and their family. It's it's horrible. It's horrific. Yeah, and I yeah, I don't. I and they are just doing their jobs. And you would know that Frank would know ways of taking people out without killing them. Yeah, of course he knows how to take people out. You know, whether, like, he's choking that guy, I think, in the second episode. He doesn't have to kill him. He could do chokehold and, you know, but instead he breaks his neck. It's like, you don't have to kill them. could have fucking tied people up. I mean, come on. Yeah, anything. You could, I mean, it's a comic book thing. I mean, if you knock people out, I mean, like, you know, Daredevil dropped a freaking fire hydrant on someone's head and they just got knocked out. Yeah. You know, if it's go, if we're going by cartoon logic, just knock them out. Do a Giles on them from Buffy. <laughs> you know, and they'll be fine. Um, also, the other thing with Karen is like, so the senator is having this like dinner that he's speaking at, and she mm-hmm. makes it seem like he's gonna make up make all this money off of it, and she yeah, and it's like no, the dinner is for like the victims of the bombing that just happened, Karen, that you were so hyped about, 
How yeah, and I don't know if we're meant to research, then... research, like, to find this shit out before you go over there? Aren't you a journalist? Shouldn't you know these things? <laughs> I don't know if we're then meant to take what Karen says and be like, oh, oh, maybe he is corrupt and he's making all this money. But no, I don't think he is. No. Because doesn't she say it as well, like, being like, oh, you're yeah. the liberals downstairs? And it's yeah. like, hang on a sec. Yeah, it's it's very weird. I, I would I'd be fascinated to to find out what the thought was behind writing some of the episodes in this or some of the scenes, you know? Yeah. It's, yeah, it's very strange. Um, so then the next scene is like obviously in the kitchen where um, Karen works out. It's the, you know, what um, Frank's saying to her and it's the white wire. Um, whose gun is it? She has in her bag now because I couldn't work that out. Like, yeah, how did she get a gun? Because Billy took it away. Yeah, I don't know. That I did not understand either. Because she says, technically, it's not my gun. And I was like, whose gun is it? Like, did she grab one of the guns from the dead guys in the uh, in the hotel room? She must have. I mean, there, there was probably a scene real quick where she was running and grabbed it or something, but... Mm. Yeah. And then the last scene with her is... Um... Well, when her and Frank have that weird little moment in the lift, um, I do like the moment between her and Brett where he's like, oh, you know, I should arrest you because you were help helping a terrorist escape. And then she's like, well, well, if he's he's just purely a terrorist, then I'm just a victim. Yeah. I was like, I like that moment because that was quite smart. Um, yeah. And then that uh, was all of Karen in these episodes. So... Should we talk about Mahoney really quickly? Because it's the return of Mahoney, our old pal. <laughs> yeah, I don't have many notes on him, but yes, we can talk about him. I was happy to see him. Mm-hmm. Um, particularly after we mentioned about him last week and joking that, you know, he's going to be com- he's gonna ride all his way to commissioner on Daredevil and Punisher and all these other <laughs> vigilantes catching the bad guys. And he's going to be like, yeah, I did it. <laughs> it's all me. <laughs> They're going to be like, you're promoted. And you'll be like, oh, thanks. This is what I imagine is going to happen. But it was good to see him back in it. And I like that he's, you know, even though he knows Karen and stuff, he's not being soft on her or anything. I like that. Uh, Let's talk about beautiful Billy, last of all. Oh, beautiful Billy. (laughs) Any notes on him from... Mm -hmm mean scenes we've already covered or anything i love i love 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 the little smirk he gives when he's being taken away by the police in the stairwell and madani's like i'm gonna get you or whatever (laughs) and he's like "Mm, little evil smirk (laughs) (laughs) he needs like a mustache that he can twirl yeah Um, yeah i love it i have anything on him that we haven't already talked about Oh, I like that he he tells Frank he still has that offer out that you know if he wants. Oh to yeah, and stuff. I'm like, what are you still trying to pull here? <laughs> <laughs> he's probably like, oh yeah, Frank's gonna go. Oh yeah, I'll take that offer, and he's gonna turn up to Anvil, and he's gonna be like, right, just sign this contract here, bang in the head, you know. Yeah. Also, his gaslighting of Madani was crazy oh. when she was like. She was already, um, when she was talking about all the Anvil people that were there, and mm-hmm. he was like, oh, I don't know what's happening. And she's like, well, one somebody that was not one of these guys killed Stein, and like already was insinuating it was him, and he was, he tried to make her be like the asshole mm-hmm. for even just 
insinuating that it could be him. And I was like, oh, what a gaslighting motherfucker. Oh, I hate him. Yeah. I I love him so much as a villain. Yeah. Like, I love oh, he's the way Ben Barnes plays the too. guy. Yeah, yeah. But, but so I, I like... <laughs> Yeah, he's he's a terrible person. It's like I really loved, um, uh, even though he was like an awful person. I loved Simpson in Jessica Jones. Yeah, because I loved, I loved watching Simpson. I just thought he was an interesting character to watch, and I don't know if that's purely from I enjoyed like the actor's performance. I don't know, but like Billy's the same. There's like certain characters that I find like I could watch Madame Gao all day as well. I just find her really fascinating to watch you know for sure um and billy's the same like i just yeah i just find his character so much so interesting to watch just what's going on but like behind the eyes behind those shark eyes (laughs) beautiful beautiful shark eyes (laughs) yeah (laughs) um but yeah he is i completely agree with your description of he is a gaslighting motherfucker yeah not a motherfucker, literally, but a mother. <laughs> well, he does ultra. fuck with his mother, so. <laughs> yeah, he does fuck with his mother, yeah. This is true. Well, yeah. He yeah, should so... be the one that was, um, you know, sewing animals together when he was a kid. Because oh. he's, he's more of a Norman Bates. Um, but, yeah, I um, I don't think I've got any other notes for Billy. Oh, at the end of the episode, he kind of, you know, he's there looking at the... Um, the uh, everything around like the monitors and everything and he seems it seems to be like the first time he's kind of slightly panicked yeah you know i love as well the scene where he's being filmed um with madani or even before that when he's on the news and he's talking about having a close relationship with law enforcement and then when he's being filmed by madani and he says the only reason that he was there was to comfort her and then he tells the, the camera, like, yeah. all about their sexual relationship. I was like, oh, you're such a fucker. Oh. I mean, and oh, I, like, so... I like that it's the scene, like, before that, when he's on the news talking shit about Frank, and that's what makes Madani throw the cup. Because he's so smug yeah. on the news, too. Oh, yeah. Because it kind of makes you think, like, I wonder if the news has him on a lot because he's so pretty. <laughs> <laughs> it should have been uh, uh, Tembi interviewing him. Oh, that'd be great. I'd love to see her back, but she, yeah, she wasn't in this one. Um, yeah, he's just, I love the fact as well, like the scene with um, uh, Rawlins where like Billy really wants to remain in the shadows. You know, he sort of oh, says, yeah. oh, you didn't give Marion my name, did you? And Rawlins is like, no, of course not. <laughs> Wink. And then later on, like, you know, he's just <laughs> like, oh, yeah, uh, Billy Russo. It's totally Billy Russo. Billy Russo all the way. Just throws him under the bus. Yeah, exactly. I do think it's funny that Rollins' idea is let Russo kill Frank, set Billy up, and, and you know, to put him away, and then all will be good. And no one needs to yeah. know that they're involved in it at all. And yeah, it'll he be got fine. rid of both of these guys. So Yeah. Yeah. It's a relatively good plan. Mm, you know, I mean, she uh, goes along with it, but she's like, uh, yeah, on top of that, I also need your resignation. So, yeah. Me. And if you don't resign, then I'm going to hand you to home, yeah. uh, Homeland Security and you'll be in jail for the rest of your life. And he's like, what? <laughs> but I think he's like such a. Uh, I'm afraid for Marion. I'm afraid for her life at this point. Oh, no. I love Marion. I hope she like is in it again, but I don't like in one of the shows again, but I don't know how she would be because. There's there's no other yeah. 
I mean, maybe in Punisher season two, if you have like Madani, who's now got, but she hasn't really got a friendship with Marion, you know? I just don't see how Marion would be in it again, and I don't see how she would pop up in any of the other series. Yeah, unless, like, she needs the CIA's help for something, and she goes to Marion. Maybe, yeah. Or if we see Raffi again, maybe Raffi will interact with Marion. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe Raffi and Marion will end up together. Oh, That would be cute. Oh, that would be adorable. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, now it's time for Easter eggs, and I'm really sorry, Tammy, but there are none. For two I know. episodes? Two episodes. I might just check IMDb. But yeah, there was nothing. There was literally like ones that was were like, oh, this kind of reminds me of this thing. But I, they weren't really Easter eggs. I was like, well, you know, it's not really, you know, an Easter egg, I don't think. Um, and I didn't notice any. Like sometimes I pick up on some when I'm watching the episodes, but I didn't pick up on any. So I don't know if any of our listeners did. Please let us know. Um, I'm going to have a look on IMDb, though, while we do the next bit. So now, Tammy, it's time for quotes. Would you like to go first or our guest? <laughs> um, <laughs> I would love a guest to write in and give us their quotes. <laughs> uh, I will go. Let's see. Which one do I have? Oh, yes. Micro, when he sees uh, Frank's puffy paint shirt, he says, Oh, yeah, that's very subtle. They'll never see you coming. <laughs> he would really say it if it was Puffy Fang. <laughs> and it was all bedazzled. <laughs> oh, that's so cute. Oh. And he would be so proud of it as well. He'd be like, look what I made. Uh, I have some quotes. What's my first one? Uh, oh, I like the one where Frank yells after Lewis and he goes, I will come for you. <laughs> that made me laugh. And I... I also like the one where Madani um, uh, pulls out the bug and goes, show's over. Yeah. Um, I have uh, Mahoney and Madani. Mahoney says, I didn't say you could leave. And Madani says, but I'm going to anyway. <laughs> yes. She walks on out. She's such a badass. I love her. Oh, dear. And then uh, I like the one as well. Isn't it? I think it's Madani to Billy, I think. Where she says, nice suit, hope it's bulletproof. Yeah. yeah. That was cool. Yeah. But that um, was such a badass. I did write Lewis's little poem down. If you want oh, did you? Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. Yeah, sure. Uh, when you're wounded and left on, on Afghanistan's plains and the women come out to cut up what remains, just roll Ooh. to your rifle and blow out your brains and go to your God like, like a soldier. Go, go, go like a soldier. It's like, yikes. <laughs> I think I have a bit, uh, an Easter egg to go with that, or a bit of trivia at least, what? which I just looked on IMDb, which says the poem Lewis recites is the last two stanzas of the young British sh- soldier by Rudyard Kipling. Well, he says that his sergeant would would um, have like either recite it to them or have them recite. That was the one about waiting. Ah, I think there was okay. two different ones. Yeah. Fucking hell. Yeah. But, like when I heard that, like his that his sergeant would like have them like recite that every night. I was like. So he was being brainwashed. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. Cool, cool. cool. <laughs> well done. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and we see so... how this has turned out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So many things just made me so uncomfortable in this series. <laughs> oh. um, so, yeah, there isn't any other Easter eggs. The one for the second episode was uh, uh, Mary Elizabeth Mastro- Antonio 
plays Marion. She played Marion in Robin Hood Prince of Thieves. And I think you'll find I told you that Easter egg ages ago because I love Robin Hood Prince of Thieves. I love that stupid film. Oh, I haven't watched it before. Uh, you have to see the uh, extended edition because it has more Alan Rickman in it. And Alan Rickman is the best yes. thing in that film. Great. Um, any other quotes? No, that was it. There wasn't that many. Okay. Uh, well, now it's time to rate this episode, Tammy Tams. Alrighty. Or both these episodes. So, what would you like to give them? Okay, I really, I really was into that first episode. I really liked it. Mm-hmm. Um, much like what was it, episode eight, where Sam dies, and I was so excited because he died. <laughs> I was super excited that Lewis died. <laughs> You just want all the characters to die. I wanted to cry. I was so happy that he died. Um, Were you, like, bouncing up and down cheering? Yes. And Dan's like, Tammy, I'm trying to watch this show. Actually, it was more like all three of us were like, finally. God. (laughs) I just... My note was just, oh, good, he's finally dead. (laughs) Um... And I I really like the way that they told the story in this episode... Uh, it was something very different for this. Well, actually, for all the Marvel, like we haven't seen this storytelling method in any of the other shows, have we? No. Yeah, I thought. No. I, yeah, so I thought it was really I interesting. I, I liked it. Um, I don't know if it was necess- It would be necessary any other time. I just thought it was used well here, uh, and I like that Billy and Madani both. Or sorry, Frank and Madani both found out about Billy. In this episode. Mm-hmm. So a lot of good stuff I think came out of this episode. So I give it a nine out of ten dead Lewises. <laughs> <'Cause laughs> ding I dong the Lewis is dead. Yeah, ding dong Lewis is dead. Um the second episode I really hated, actually. I hated it. I did not like it mm-hmm. at all. Um Zach is terrible. Frank is terrible. Micro smells. <laughs> I mean there's really yeah. Billy's terrible. <laughs> like everyone is terrible. It makes like this is the kind of episode that if this were put back to back with the you know an earlier episode, I probably would be like, Claire, are you sure that I need to continue with this? Show? <laughs> <laughs> it's good that they're all split up. Um, so I only give this episode five out of ten. Craft night at Frank's. Mm. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> I'm like, you can't hate that rating. You can't. No, no, I love it. Um, And I actually agree with you. Like, when we were talking about the episode, um, the first episode being, like, you know, the Rashomon episode, I was thinking, oh, yeah, I remember that. And I remember a lot more of it being the different points of view of it Mm -hmm. and going over the same stuff. But it really isn't. Like, um, I think parts of it could have been trimmed. And I still think parts of this season could be trimmed so it is not 13 episodes but i think that with pretty much all the shows you know even yeah, daredevil and jessica jones and luke cage and you know um and iron fist as well i think they could be shorter um but i i really like it because i like a lot of the stuff that we get from it i like the ending of the character of lewis i think it's well done um i love the stuff between madani and billy and um that we we get Frank and Madani finding out about Billy. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I was kind of surprised how much I enjoyed it the second time round. Um, so I think I'm going to give it an 
an 8.5 out of 10 Billy Smirks. <laughs> and the second episode, I, um, yeah, the, the, the sort of ultra-violence stuff, I I find it... I don't mind ultraviolet films, ultraviolet films, not ultraviolet, um, you know, because depending on what they are. But this guy is meant to be our hero, and it's not like they play him as an anti-hero. He is our hero. He's not like a Deadpool, you know? Yeah. Um, it, it, he is our hero, and so I find that hard. Like, I still don't understand, like, this character's code. Um I think John Bernthal is wonderful in the role. Like, yes. I love watching yes. John Bernthal. I think he's great. But I find the character, it, it's kind of the the issues that I said I, I had ooh, I had worries about before, you know, seeing the show, when they said they were doing a Punisher series. Um, the sort of redeeming, I mean, and also we have Zach being a little asshole in this episode, mm-hmm. so that doesn't help. Um, the redeeming um, bits are the Madani Billy stuff and the... Um, Marion, because she's a badass, and we have Rafi, who's awesome. Um, I love the Madani Billy stuff, though. Um, I just love whenever they're they're going up against each other. Yeah. Um, I, I love it. So I'm going to it redeems itself slightly for that. Um, so I'm going to give it a seven out of ten. Actually, no, a six point five out of ten. Bedazzled vests. <laughs> That's now canon in my head (laughs) um yeah so um yeah we both preferred obviously the first episode uh that might be the second one might be one of the lower rated episodes of the season and the first one might be one of the higher rated wow but then there is only i'll have to work out the averages and everything uh so now it is time for feedback and we have an email this week i guilted a certain feedbacker into emails (laughs) As you will hear, <laughs> um, I'm just going to open this up because uh, I read this earlier and was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's an email from Sedna and Sedna says, hiya, Claire and Tammy. I've only just caught up with your last podcast and I think I must be too late to give feedback for eps eight and nine. Uh, and then she says, Karen's pro-gun arguments, though. Ah, and the anti-gun senator set up as a lying coward. For fuck's sake! I also thank fuck I live in the UK where we have sensible gun laws. Yeah, I agree, Sedna. But I was rather touched by Claire's little plea. (laughs) (laughs) I've been super busy. (laughs) I mean, it has been Christmas and New Year. Fair enough, Sedna. As someone who has scattered family to visit and has always worked in retail and leisure, I never get much time off over Christmas. And frankly, can't remember much about this series and can't be asked. Got no time to (laughs) rewatch. (laughs) <laughs> but I do appreciate you writing to us, Sedna. And then she says, I am, however, squeeing like a stuck pig over the fact that Vincent D'Onofrio has confirmed he's back filming Daredevil season three. That's public knowledge, right? Or have I dropped a spoiler again? Sorry. Uh, no, we knew that. We knew that already. Actually, just wallowing in all the awesome Daredevil secret Santa fanfic on AO3 and eagerly awaiting any more news or set photos, etc. Happy New Year of Jessica Jones 2, Luke Cage 2, and Scream, Daredevil 3. <laughs> Thank you, Sedna. Thank you, Sedna. I, I understand about working in retail over Christmas as well. <laughs> That's what I did. So I, I very much appreciate the message. Thank you very much. 
and I'm sure you will uh, keep us up to date or keep me up to date, I should say, with any uh, Daredevil season three news that I might miss. Yeah. Although I'm trying to keep on top of it. Yeah, exactly. There was some set photos apparently released recently of uh, Deborah Ann Wool filming, but I haven't seen them. Um, right. So now it's time for uh, what we're going to be covering next week. So next week, final two episodes, Tammy. What do you think is going to happen? How do you see this ending? Uh, I think. What are your dreams and your wishes? <laughs> oh, um, I I feel like it's going to be like a Frank and Billy showdown. I mean, you got to get rid of Rawlins first. Oh yeah, I guess. I want Madani to get rid of Rollins. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that would be cool. I, I mean, I would love Madani to get rid of Billy, but it, it would make more sense for Frank to get rid of Billy. And so I. Yeah, it's more personal. Yeah, isn't it? and yeah, and Rollins is you know CIA. She's Homeland. That would be fun to see as well. So. Okay. Uh, what do you think is going to happen between Billy and uh, Frank? Uh, well, as we learned in these episodes. Billy has no intention of coming up against Frank. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's why he sends his army, which Frank just he sends his little like goons. Um, yeah, Billy's going to run out of people to send up against Frank. Yeah, I mean, and it's going to be have to be like face to face. I, It would be so easy for Frank to just do sniper action and take Billy out, but that's not what's going to happen. They're going to have mm. to like, actually do face to face combat of some sort. Yeah. Okay. Mm, okay. And let, me, and let me see, like every other show in the world, it's going to look like Frank is down, <laughs> but then he's going to be able to come back up and take take uh, Billy out. So Yeah, you're going to think Frank's down for the count, and then yeah. <laughs> at the end, oh no, it's all good. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, the episodes we have next week are as follows. Let me find my little descriptions. Uh, episode 12 is called Home. Frank makes a damning confession. A shootout leaves Sarah wondering what to believe. Oh, yeah. And Rawlins, and Rawlins goes in for the kill once and for all. And then the episode after that, the finale is called, uh, which is a reference to something that happened in this episode, Memento Mori, which has Mike said means remember you will die that was messed up as well i just have to say where micro's <laughs> like oh yeah when the generals came back from war and they were all pleased with themselves they used to like have slaves behind them just going you're gonna die <laughs> remember <laughs> i was like that's so messed up <laughs> don't get too big for your boots because you're gonna die <laughs> so weird rome was a weird place <laughs> um so and the Finale says, as the authorities close in, an exhausted but unbroken Frank vows to put an end to the war that has consumed his life. Oh, big spoilers there. Yeah, big spoilers. Uh, right, so that's next week. Tammy Tams. Yes? Um, where can people hear you when you're not here? Uh, <laughs> this is me of getting get, well, <laughs> my way of getting you to talk about our other podcast, yeah. Tammy. Well, if you want to hear us be happy and excited, listen to Calavici Fashion Cast. Um, <laughs> but we're going to be taking a small hiatus. But we have plenty of backlog you can listen to. Mm -hmm. uh, if not, if you're all caught up with that and you want to hear us complain and hate things, um, somehow more than I hate Frank Castle at this point in time, uh, 
go ahead and listen to Intro to X, a podcast on the show X-Files, which is back tonight as we record. <laughs> and as, I, as, I've, yeah, well, as I've said before, if you want to hear, to listen to a journey of mine and Tammy, like, <laughs> being being broken <laughs> listen to the whole back catalogue of intro to x because we start off positive we're looking yeah. forward to it we, we're fledging little x-files fans and Our then we by the time we get to the high. end of it yeah exactly by the time we get to the end of it yeah like i i've actually had had dreams and woke up panicky recently thinking about the x-files coming back that 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 explains my relationship to the X Files at this I th- point. I think the only X Files dream I've ever had, I I've had uh, David Duchovny dreams where he's a complete asshole. <laughs> <laughs> like I've somehow met him for some reason, and yeah. he's just an asshole. And I was like, of course, of course, he's an asshole. <laughs> yeah, of course Even he in is. my dreams, he's just be. an asshole. <laughs> Whereas I have dreams about visiting you in Orlando, Tammy. <laughs> And using a hose to remove giant cobwebs from your trees while your daughter Josie sits and eats tiramisu and watches us. I mean, that that piece sounds about right, so. But she was also eating two things of tiramisu. Uh, for some reason, she had two pots of tiramisu. Wow. That's a Yeah, lot. I don't know why. It's one of her favorite desserts. She really enjoys oh, it. Oh, um... she must have mentioned it to me at some point, and that's why I associated it with her in my, my dream. <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, but that's, uh, yeah, we will be covering X-Files. Um, for anyone who hasn't listened to X-Files, if you've ever wanted to get into that show, don't start from the beginning. Just just look up a list of the 10 best Monster of the Week episodes and, and watch those. just watch the top five. <laughs> yeah, and maybe just watch the top five. Because there are some really good Monster of the Week episodes yeah. that we really enjoyed. And we did enjoy some episodes oh, yeah, of X-Files. Sure. Yeah. It's the mythology stuff that, oh, yeah. Drags that show down. Like like it does with a lot of shows. Um but uh yeah, that will be on and then we're going to be back doing Calavici Fashion Cast in about ten weeks. And um obviously, as I said, Jessica Jones in March. I will be confirming uh recording dates uh pretty soon with um with guests and re- like confirming when we're going to record so you can get it in your diaries nice and early. Uh, and that's it, I think. Tammy, do you want to take us out of an Excelsior? Sure. <laughs> All right. Russo! <laughs> Billy! <laughs> Billy the Butte, right? <laughs> Billy the Butte. Excelsior! Woo! Uh, see, see you next week for the, uh, the last two episodes, guys. Bye! Bye! Thank you for listening. You can comment and send feedback to us by emailing defenderspod at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash defenderspodcast or on Twitter at defenderspod. Defenders Podcast is created under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives 3.0 Unported International License. That means you can share it, you can send it to your friends, you just can't make any money off of it. You can't change it, and you have to link back to us and our site. Excelsior!